Hello, everyone. Welcome to Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Amber. And I'm Chris. And today we have no Danny, but that's okay, because today we're going to be talking about MOBAs. And what episode is this? Oh, episode 13. Lucky 13. So we're going to talk about MOBAs today. We're going to talk about general characteristics of them, uh, maybe some history, and then we're both going to talk about the MOBAs that we've played and enjoyed over the years. And because this is a this is a, a game category that I think Amber is the uh, leading master in our household. Of. <laughs> oh, so come on. Just say I have no life. It's okay. That's that's why we decided that in a Danny-less episode, we should hit something with, with Amber's strengths. And so here we are with MOBAs. So MOBA, which stands for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena, is des- defined as subgenre of strategy video games in which two teams of players compete against each other on a predefined battlefield. Each player controls a single character with a set of distinct abilities that improve over the course of a game and which contribute to the team's overall strategy. The typical ultimate objective for each team is to destroy their opponent's main structure located at the opposite corner of the battlefield. So that's a, a definition of it, but it doesn't really explain all the intricacies that, that happen within the game. So Amber's going to talk us through the uh, general characteristics of the gameplay of, of a MOBA. All right. So you usually have two teams uh, where everyone picks a character. Um, and there's certain types of characters that um, you want your team to have um, a well-balanced uh, set of those. So, you know, you've got tanks and DPS damage per second and, um, you know, supports people that like heal or shield your team. And then sometimes there's mages, which also do damage. Um, but yeah, usually you have a, you want to have a good, um, arrangement of those characters and, you know, then you split off into the map and the map usually has a typical appearance to it where you've got lanes, um, usually two to three lanes in a, in a MOBA map, um, and then a jungle. So um, that would be just a, another set of, another just the in-between where that jungler um, can uh, also gain XP um, and then help lanes where they need help. Um, but when you're in a lane, uh, you've got, you know, your minions that you want to, you want to kill the opposing team's minions to get XP, to get gold. Um, and then you have towers and you want to protect yours and kill the others. And those are just structures that are usually, you know, just obstacles to get um, before you can gain access to the main structure, whether it's you know, like a nexus or some other kind of bigger, more important tower. Um, and then, yeah, so you're just fighting until you can get those. Um, and some some games have other elements like neutral objectives where each team can compete um, to get that, whether it's like a dragon or another kind of big boss that will give your team some advantage um, in the game. So if you've never played a MOBA before, um, kind of hard to describe, but 
if if you took all the characters out of it, all the let's say it's a five v five. If you took all ten players out of it, then each of the two bases are just going to start spawning these these minions, and these minions are going to start marching on their lanes towards the opposing side. So if there was no outside influence at all, these minions would eventually just all meet in the middle. They'd fight with each other, and they're all evenly matched. So they just all basically kill each other in the middle. <laughs> so that would go on forever if there was no uh, influence by the the characters that are playing. So it comes down to the strategy of of the five people on each team to either help those minions clear the lanes faster so they can get to the other side, or uh, kill whatever is killing their minions. So it it's a neat strategy element to the game. And, and as you're doing this, Amber. Describe how the characters, your characters, the players, the humans that are playing actually get stronger throughout the game. Yeah, so it depends on the MOBA. Some, you know, have a gold or resource um, component that you can use to spend money at your base. um, And you can buy items, whether they boost your damage or um, boost your defenses. Um, Or you could also... Um, get exp- experience points from from the minions, from killing other characters, um, and then that you can use to level up abilities. Um, usually, these characters have, you know, a set of abilities that is consistent for the specific character. And as you get stronger, you'll level them up, whether they're like basic abilities or um, one ultimate ability. Um, so yeah, you you. Um, can buy items, you can get experience, um, but but a lot of it is skill. It's how you use that character, how you use your computer or controller or however you're playing. Yeah, so there is some um, action element to it. It's not all strategy. There is still, like Amber is saying, skill involved. And, uh, and you could develop that skill on the game itself, or you could just develop that skill for a certain player, which you would uh, see if I'm using the, the right term main. Yeah. <laughs> like if you used one person a lot, mm-hmm. you would main that person. Um, and, and some people might just keep on playing that one, one player because they're really, really good at it. But, but one of the, the, uh, the neat elements of a MOBA is that there's, and some of the, the older, more developed ones, hundreds of characters to choose yeah. from, all with varying strategies. It's got to be an absolute nightmare to uh, for the developers to keep balanced. There must be every now and then somebody gets either either nerfed or buffed to where until they can get a patch out, that person is just owning owning their uh, their games. Is that true? Yeah, there's definitely with you know with MOBAs, the game is constantly changing with every patch. Um, and like you said, with a lot of those games that have, you know, a hundred plus characters to choose from, every patch is going to be different. Like one patch, one character, you might not even want to even consider playing because they're just so bad. Their damage is so low or whatever. Um, and then there's a couple characters that are like S tier, you know, all these websites, they rank the characters on (laughs) after each patch and say, Oh, this, this champion's S tier. You want to play that one? Um, but you know, if, if you're really good and you main a character, you're likely able to like bump that tier up a couple. If you are like 
superior at that champion. Cool. And another element that, that adds a lot of variety to it is in the shop that, that you were talking about, Amber, where you can buy the items. There's so many combinations of those items that each one may increase your damage or increase your health or, or increase, you know, other people around you, your healing. Um, there's, is there also websites that show you like what the most optimum things to buy for your particular character are? Yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of websites that have guides, um, you know, in a game like league of legends, there's so many components, like there's the rune system and then there's, you know, the items and then there's which abilities you upgrade at which levels. So a lot of people have guides and there's some that are really in depth, um, but there's some that are, are just pick these, do this. You're good. <laughs> so is that why every uh, everybody playing these games now has a second monitor so they can have both their Discord <laughs> and their build guide? You know, some website open up to, for their build guide on on their character that they're playing if they're not, you know, mem- if they haven't memorized it yet. Yeah, it's pretty useful, but I know there are some like softwares that you can like download that give you in-game windows or in-game hints and stuff. I've never experienced any of those, but I know um, a lot of my friends have. Very cool. All right, so let's uh, let's change into talking about the different roles. You you talked briefly about some some terms that may not be familiar to everybody when you say like tank and DPS and that kind of stuff. So talk about the different types of roles that that your team needs to have to be well balanced. Yeah, so the tank is going to be your beefy guy, um, whether they, um, build health items or armor, magic resist, um, usually like a combination of all three. Um, and that person's just going to be, um, usually their melee, which means like a short range. Um, and they'll be, you know, in the middle of the team fight, like right on top of the enemy team. Um, you know, most of the times they have, CC or crowd control abilities, which, you know, stuns or slows the opponents um, to make it easier to catch them or kill them. Um, so yeah, the tank is going to be the one, you know, getting, getting dirty, but um, that's okay. Cause they've got the health and defense to, to um, survive. Um, then you've got um, your DPS, which, um, you know, there's, Uh, usually two forms of damage, um, physical and like ability power. So either like physical or magic damage. Um, and your DPS is going to usually do physical damage. So that's going to be your archer or your gunsman or whatever. Um, and that person's going to sit in the back line and from afar, you know, poke down the tanks or if they can poke down the damage dealers. Um, so they're the people that you want to protect. Um, and then you've got your, um, supports, which, um, can be one of two kinds of supports. Either they're, um, like a, like a healing support where they, you know, can give people shields or can heal people, um, keeping the tank alive so they can take more damage or, if there's um, like an assassin on the DPS dealer, you can keep them healed up. Um, speaking of assassins, um, 
So those are the people that usually have a lot of mobility. Um, they can move um, like dash and, and stuff into the back line and do like a big burst of damage. Um, and so they usually target the DPS dealer so that, um, you know, they can turn the fight their way. Um, and yeah, and then you target me. (laughs) (laughs) They smell the new, but they're like, Oh, let's just get an easy kill. (laughs) And then your magic dealers. Um, usually there's like, um, burst mages, which is like a similar to an assassin, but usually ranged abilities. Um, and they can also do like damage over time, like like the DPS dealers. Cool. All right. Now that we know how the game works and and what you need to play it, let's let's talk about a quick. Uh, I'm going to go through a quick history of of the MOBA genre. All right. And then we'll talk about our uh, our favorites. So, believe it or not, all the way back in 1989, there was a game for the Sega, for the old Sega. Uh, master system and it had a, a german name herzog's way and i think Zway means two so it was herzog two is basically the, the uh, a sequel to some game and and this game which you can find on the internet archive i don't know if you've ever done that before amber but if you go to mm-hmm. archive.org and you search for basically any nintendo or sega or any of those old games or arcade games you can find them and you can actually hit play on them. Oh, wow. It, it plays, uh, it uses a MAME emulator built into the browser and allows you to play the game right there um, in a small little window, but, and you have to use uh, a controller or, or your keyboard or something. So I booted this thing up because there was a description of it, but I couldn't really wrap my head around without seeing it. And obviously it's 1980s, you know, game on Sega. So it looks <laughs> vastly different from, any MOBA that you would think of, but basically there's two players and you can set it up to be human versus human or human versus computer. And, uh, and you've got a base. And in this game, you actually have like a, like a mecha, you know, like you're a, a, a jet fighter that transforms into a robot. <laughs> and, uh, so you can fly around the map. You can buy units that do different things, like either start wandering off and attacking things or refuel you because your plane has a, a limited fuel amount. I didn't play it very much, but apparently it was it was pretty popular. And it was a very unique game style. That actually ended up being a influence to what we we usually think of as the uh, you know the grandfather of the MOBAs. So in nineteen ninety eight, um, a game called StarCraft came out. StarCraft made by uh, the Warcraft uh, you know Blizzard Blizzard Company. So StarCraft was the basically, you know, alien and, and spaceship version of, of Warcraft. And they had a map editor called Star Edit. So there was a a modder named Aeon64, and he created a custom map using the Star Edit program. And the custom map was called Aeon of Strife, or AOS for short. And that was he basically took the StarCraft game, which is a real-time strategy, and a real-time strategy I've, I've said before is kind of the, the grandfather of, or the father of, uh, MOBAs, uh, the real time strategy is basically you're building buildings and then you're building troops and you're sending those troops off to fight against the other person. Um, 
so this this map this map he he started with a a predefined map and i guess he limited the amount that you could build you know you're not building buildings instead you're just launching off your minions so that that became very much like what we're thinking now now shortly after that warcraft 3 came out in 2002 and with some of their expansion packs they they started having editors called editors that you could create maps and there was a a user in their uh, their editing their modding group called EUL EUL and he took the AOS uh, map and improved the complexity and turned it into what he called defense of the ancient agents so defense of the ancients being shortened to DOTA or Dota whoa wait what yeah so that was a Warcraft 3 mod basically and he it was a newer game, so he, he was able to make it a little bit more complex and kind of polished it up a little bit. And then once he was done with it, he handed it off, and basically it, it changed hands several times. Everybody would take it and kind of improve on it a little bit, and they would add different uh, heroes to it. And uh, and eventually, after several, several people had, had edited it, there was uh, a version of it called Dota All-Stars, which combined a lot of the heroes from all the other Dota offspring. And that became kind of the de facto. And, uh, and that, they said, in, in its heyday, it got up to a million users in the, uh, like the message boards that were um, where, the, where people would congregate to, to talk about these games and play them, you know, before we had online matchmaking and, you know, easy stuff yeah. like that. So Dota All-Stars was kind of the, the gold standard for this this new genre that nobody knew what it was, but they just knew <laughs> that it was fun. And then shortly after that, um, all the gaming companies decided, "Hey, we need to we need to start making a game like this <laughs> instead of just taking someone else's game and, and mod it." So, two thousand nine, uh, a little game called League of Legends comes out, which was designed by one one of the designers was Steve Feek, F E A K. And he was one of the original creators of Dota All-Stars. So he and another guy that was named Ice Frog, and these are all obviously, you know, screen names. (laughs) (laughs) Ice Ice Frog wasn't the dude's real name. But he and another guy named Ice Frog were the ones that that were working on Dota All-Stars. So he goes on to work for League of Legends. And uh, Riot, the, the game company that made that, started calling this new type of thing a MOBA. And so they... They described it as a multiplayer online battle arena. So that's going on in 2009. Also in 2009, Ice Frog was scooped up by Valve. Valve's like, hey, dude, why don't you come over here and uh, start making a, a sequel to to Dota? So we know that Valve created Dota 2, which when I first found this genre, that was the first one that I found you know, way back when. And I was always confused why there was a Dota 2, but there wasn't a Dota. You know, I'm looking <laughs> in the Steam store. Like, obviously, if Valve made Dota 2, they should have at some point made Dota. Or if they made <laughs> Dota 2, they must have made Dota. So where is it? Why can't I download it? And, you know, that's when I learned about the whole Warcraft, Starcraft, uh, you know, beginning of it. So we got that going on. Um, through the years, a couple more popped up. 2010, the the next one after really League of Legends that that had any any uh, clout was Heroes of New Newth Newth. You ever heard of that game? 
No, I know Heroes of the Storm, but not that one. Yep, I've never heard of that one, but that was, I guess that was one of the big ones at the time. In 2012, Blizzard announced, hey, we're going to make one too. So they announced Heroes of the Storm, uh, which was later released in 2015. So it took them a couple of years to make it. But they had, uh, they obviously had the the heads up with a lot of lore. Their games had a lot of lore. They had a lot of creatures already and stuff. So they have a lot of crossplay or like characters from other games in that game. Right, right. I remember when that game came out, if if you were also like a subscriber to um, work, World of Warcraft, then you'd get a special, you know, something, a special character or skin or something in, in your uh, Heroes of the Storm game. Um, I never played that one. But in 2013, Dota 2 finally comes out on the, on the Valve store on Steam. And then shortly after that, 2014, Smite came out. And Smite was unique because it was a basically third person 3d instead of the isometric map that all the other ones were were famous for it was a third person really like a almost a shooter type game so it was more it was the same basically strategy but more action related and then around that same time um the mobile companies started thinking well we need to we need to get into this game here so in 2014, a game company which which was announced, this game was announced at one of the Apple uh, big events when they're talking about their new hardware and stuff and their new software. They were, I think, they were launching the the iPhone six, so that kind of dates this back in 2014. Um, they brought up on stage a developer, and the guy joked about them having the their company having the best name ever. Their name was Super Super Evil Megacorp, was the uh, <laughs> development company, and they were showcasing a game called Vain Glory, which was using the new Metal technology, and Metal is the um, graphics processing that's specific to iPhones and iPads and stuff. So they were they were showing demoing that game, and if you go and watch this 2014 uh, Apple event on YouTube, you can find it on YouTube you'll see that the graphics on this silly iPhone 6 were just like light years ahead of these other games that we've been talking about. I mean, they were just absolutely beautiful on this on this mobile device. So following up that, uh, that game were a couple games, Honor of Kings and Arena Valor. I've never played those, but those were both mobile games. And then all the way until just recently with Pokemon Unite being a both on the iOS store and and obviously the Nintendo Switch being a mobile mobile capable game. So uh, one last note on on this history. Are you familiar with uh, artificial intelligence in MOBAs? Have you ever heard of any anybody programming up computers to fight against humans on these games? Yeah, I mean, there's some people will like make bots i guess and and run in games just to like i guess farm account levels while they're not actually playing i'm not sure okay (laughs) i haven't heard of that but given any kind of system someone's going to find a way to exploit it but this is actually more like people just want to see what a computer can do what what a computer ai is capable of 
So they since since these games have a bazillion different combinations of what can happen with the different characters and different builds and everything, they start using AI to to try to figure out if there's like advantages anywhere. And maybe they maybe they couple this with the developers and try to figure out where they need to uh, you know level things out and even things up. But there's a company called OpenAI, and they developed a uh, basically like a supercomputer AI program called OpenAI Five. That's that's the that's the the AI's name. Really, really a uh, original name. <laughs> they call him like like killer Billy. or something like that. <laughs> Billy. Yeah. <laughs> So, so they tested them out at one of these, uh, you know, all these games have these big uh, tournaments, right? And, and MOBAs in general have basically taken over over half of all events, you know, eSport events are MOBA related. Mm-hmm. And I think a really good percentage of prize money in any of these events is goes to MOBAs. <laughs> so... <laughs> So uh, at one of these tournaments, I think in 2017, they took this OpenAI 5 and put him up against a, a guy named Dindy. Have you ever heard of Dindy? No. I think he was one of the top Dota guys at the time. And it uh, it beat him handily in the first event. So they, they, they uh, met up again. <laughs> and it beat him in under five minutes in the second time. Oh my gosh. So... So Dendy's like, yep, <laughs> I give up. <laughs> <laughs> so one-on-one, it spanked him. So the next year, they brought back AI5 to the 2018 tournament, and they did a full 5v5 against whoever the champs were at that point. And an open AI did not do well in 5v5. Uh, so uh, Bad so communication. They, they took him back and, and worked on him some more and uh, brought him back to the 2019 and in 2019, they, they went up against the, the reigning champs, which I guess the team name was OG. And it, it beat them. Wow. So it beat them in a 5v5, becoming the first AI to beat a reigning world champ team at any video game. That's crazy. Yeah. So we, we've heard of, you know, like Big Blue and stuff like that, beating chess players. But this is, uh, and, and it shouldn't be that surprising. Because a computer can think at a couple billion, you know, <laughs> computations per second. Uh, that's a little faster than five people can can talk to each other. So um, it's kind of neat, though, to see it. It takes skill and programming to to get all those variables in there. To hey, if they do this, do this instead, and it yeah. has to learn from who knows how many matches the thing in between the the championships does you know against um another computer or against itself or against humans but i just thought that was kind of neat so enough history let's talk about games baby let's talk about our favorite uh, favorite games i'll let you go first tell me about your history with mobas well my history with mobas really started with league of legends and i started playing i don't know about 2015 I guess. Um, And it was, you know, a completely different style from any game I had ever played before. Um, But, you know, I liked that it was social and I could play with my friends. Um, 
And yeah, so I played League of Legends. I started playing Jinx, and she was the only champion I played for 80% of the time I've played League of Legends. Um, (laughs) So I guess maining is real. Um, But yeah, so I just like that um, it's a competitive game, um, but it does have, you know, some drawbacks, you know, if you're not playing with people that are, you know, completely equal to your, your skill set, um, it's like crazy. You know, if one person is much better at the game on your team, then that could skew the whole enemy team into being way above everyone on your team's skill level. Um, it's just matchmaking is really hard to do, you know, with five V fives, um, making sure everything is completely, um, level. And even then the person you're playing against may be, you know, better than you, but the person playing against, you know, in another lane against one of your teammates might be worse than that teammate. So it's just hard to, um, get that much matchmaking perfect, um, which leads to some frustrating times. And of course, everyone, since it is like a skill-based game, everyone has their, their less than perfect moments. Um, but yeah, so I, I play a lot of League of Legends. I know it's, a game that people, you know, make fun of a lot or make fun of the players a lot. But, you know, it's one that you can't quite get away from. Um, And, you know, they say free to play, but, you know, you got to buy the skins. You know, (laughs) the skins are just too pretty to pass up on sometimes. That's what's interesting about these type of games is that a lot of them are free to play, like you said. And I play a lot of mobile games, the majority of them being free to play. But the style of games that I generally play, the the biggest downfall for FTP or free to play is that they're also PTW. Pay to win. Pay to win, right. So a lot of the the games that I play, you know, if you buy something, it's going to help you progress in the game, which eventually just makes it if it's if it's truly competitive if you're just building up something like a farm or a city or something like that and you're just building it for yourself no big deal but if you're competing against somebody and you can just buy better weapons or buy better something then yeah that's just no fun so that's that's what's unique about these uh free-to-play mobas is if you spend any money it's just gonna give you a skin or make you prettier or yeah it's profile just cosmetic pictures changes or, yeah. Um, voices, right? Voice packs, announcer mm-hmm. packs I've seen in some games um, where you can download new voices. Basically, anything digital that doesn't give you an advantage to the game, they're going to sell it to you because they've got to keep these servers running. Now, there are some problems with you know some of the champion skins, character skins, is um, a lot of them will change the, the part of particle effects of um, like particular abilities. So it may make something look thinner. It may make um, a projectile look thinner, but in reality, the hitbox is wider than it looks. And that could cause some problems. That's, you know, I I think in League of Legends, there's one skin that's banned from pro play because of that issue. You know, it's a a hook, you know, it it pulls um, another champion, but, you know, it's, it's, wider than it appears to be so they ban that in pro play um but you know there's not a whole lot like that it's all cosmetic um but yeah 
one thing I've noticed about the the skins and some of the pictures and stuff, and, and this is this is me being a, an old dude who used to be a young dude noticing this, and I don't know if you've noticed it, but sometimes when there's different pricing on skins, if you have a female character that has less clothing on in one particular skin, like scantily <laughs> clothed, it's more expensive than other skins if you're just like dressing up a dude. Have you noticed that? I've not noticed that in League of Legends. Um, you know, they, they do most of their pricing based off of like what else comes with it, you know, whether it's like a full model change or if it's just like a recolor or if it has, you know, if it changes the particles or if it changes um, like, you know, there's there's very different levels of skins based on how much it changes, how much it change, um, it elevates the, the skin or the champion. But I have noticed that there are a lot more of those more expensive skins for like the girl champions, which I guess are more, um, I don't know, more appealing to people. They're, they're going to make money off of horny gamers. Yes. <laughs> so cool. What, what other games have you played besides League of Legends? You know, I've tried a lot of them after, you know, playing League. I, I went into Heroes of the Storm, um, mostly because I liked Overwatch a lot. And there were a couple Overwatch characters that were in Heroes of the Storm. Um, but that one, I was just like, this is just kind of inferior to League of Legends. Um, I guess League of Legends had a couple of years on it. Um, and I had more experience with League. So I think MOBAs are one of those games where it's hard to invest your time in more than one of them. Um, because if you're you know, going to be spending 30, 40 minutes on a game you're probably going to want to be leveling up one account or like one game experiencing yourself with one game. Um, so I've tried heroes of the storm. Um, I haven't tried any of the mobile ones, um, but I did play Pokemon unite right when it came out on my switch and I was in college and my switch doesn't go on <laughs> the college Wi-Fi, So I had to hotspot my phone <laughs> to play it and download it and everything. Um, but I really enjoyed Pokemon Unite and I played it for a week and, you know, just got tired of having to use my phone as Wi-Fi. So I stopped playing, but just picked it up recently again. Very cool. And we played a couple matches today, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And that one's cool. Um, you know, you're playing as the Pokemon, which, um, is really fun. You know, usually you're training the Pokemon and telling them to battle. But this time you're like actually, you know, controlling the Pokemon. Um, and it's got all of the same things. You've got your basic abilities. You've got the lanes. Um, one thing that's different about Pokemon Unite is there's no items. Um, you don't have any money. You don't get money. Um, you pick up balls from <laughs> from killing um, the minions or the, the jungle monsters. And then you... You throw them in the goals, which are Pokemon Unite's equivalents of towers and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of neat versus just using your damage to yeah. take them down or having minions. No, there's no minions in that game, right? There's no... Yeah, there's no like the guys walking out of your place. There's just things that spawn that you kill. Right. Nothing that helps you against the other team, right. though. Very cool. So... 
I, I looked up today on Steam because because Steam is besides being a great game launcher and, and store, it's also a good uh, history book because I can look to see when I bought or downloaded games. <laughs> so I was curious of when I played Dota, and it came out in 2013. It said that I I downloaded it in like August or September of 2013 and played it. Now when I I loaded it up today, uh, I just wanted to see if it was what I re- what I had remembered. Um, obviously, this is a, a different computer than I had back in 2013, so I had to download it. So I went to the uh, the store and went to Dota 2, and it said last time played was 2015. <laughs> so <laughs> it had been been quite some time. So I downloaded it and launched it up. And it's uh, a lot more beautiful than I remember. So oh. obviously their their graphics have been improving over the years. Um, but same same basic uh, gameplay that I remember from all those many years ago. I think I may have played League of Legends once or twice just because Amber and Danielle were so involved in it. I wanted to see what it was like, but I'm not... Uh, I was never really keen to mouse and keyboard type game game playing so i didn't i didn't stick with that for too long but i did pick up smite and i picked that up on the playstation i also picked it up on steam um because you can use a controller and it's i'm not a uh i'm not a first person shooter player so it, it wasn't that 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 drew me to it but it was just the um the gameplay style um the style itself of the game the why the reason you can use a controller and then uh the the heroes in it are all so cool because they're all like historic gods of different religions face um different you know countries of of uh, all over the world so that was kind of neat and the uh the dlc the one dlc i did buy for it was you know, because it's a free free to play game. Um, I think if you don't buy this DLC, when you're in the game, you get just a couple characters that you can unlock, and then as you play, you get some kind of resource, some kind of token or credits that you play as you win, and then you can use those credits to to buy new characters. So the DLC that I bought was just the give me all the characters now, and then <laughs> every character that ever comes out in the future. So that that enticed me because. If they're going to come out with, you know, a couple dozen new players or new champions each year, I don't want to have to like grind and grind and grind to unlock right. all the new characters. So it was it was kind of enticing that you're just going to automatically have them forever, and uh, so that was cool. I haven't spent any money on skins or anything like that. You can get them in loot boxes, and you can buy them with credits and that kind of stuff. Or you. So every now and then they have like events, like a month long event that you earn some kind of credits throughout the event and you can use those to buy, you know, limited edition skins or, or voices and that kind of stuff. So that was, that was a game that I played a lot. Now the downside of that game being on the PlayStation is you're, you're connected to the like PlayStation uh, online account, Right. And you get match match made with random people. If you don't bring your own group, you get match made with random people and you play your game. And then it seemed like every now and then at the end of a game, like, bloop, I'd get a message pop up on the 
you know, <laughs> on the, the screen overlay and it says you got a new uh, new message in your inbox. So you go back to the home screen of the PlayStation, you go to your inbox and there's, you know, fart picker 14 sent you a message <laughs> and it says, you suck, you're bad, don't play this game anymore. And I'm like, well, fart picker 14 was on my team and we just won. And, you know, I'm not an expert or anything, but I got a lot of kills and I think I got just as many kills as him. So I, I know the dude's like nine years old or something, but still I'm like, okay, let's, let's reply to this guy. And, you know, Hey, sorry for sucking so bad, but please tell me w- what it is that I was bad at. Cause I want to learn, you know, <laughs> 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 to see if, to see if this kid is only willing to put you suck, don't play. Right. Or if he's actually willing to start a conversation and tell me what it is I did. Maybe I did something wrong. Who knows? You know, I'm <laughs> not an expert at these games. Um, and the reply back was just, nope, you suck. So, and that would happen like a lot. Like yeah. get done with the game. And now, now realize that this person would end the game the same time I would. He'd have to pop out to his, his home screen. He'd have to type in my name or something. He'd have to type this message and send it and then go back into the game so he can play again. If you're willing to do all that, man, he must get beat or something. I don't know. <laughs> so some people, they just have too much toxicity and too much time on yeah. their hands, I guess. That's a, that's a big problem in League of Legends also is that just some people are just so toxic. And there's ways to ban people. Like after the match, you can ban someone for leaving the game or for being racist or something. But you you know it's it's not always effective because you know sometimes you need more people to ban them or whatever. Um, but sometimes you know you tell them, hey, this person was racist. They go and like their I don't know racist bot or whatever reads the game log. They say, oh, they said that word. And then you'll get a notification like automatic or like automatic feedback. They were banned. So <laughs> it's it's pretty useful, but you know, it's it's not perfect. Yeah. So I would I obviously never used a headset while I was playing those games because <laughs> I can I can delete an email. I don't want to have an earful of uh, you know bad talking the whole the whole right. game while I'm trying to play. So I played uh, I played Smite a lot, both on the PlayStation and and on Steam. And then after seeing that demonstration for Vainglory, which was the the iOS game, uh, I I definitely downloaded that and I played that one a lot. And that was neat because it's all tap screen, um, it's all touch screen. So you're tapping a lot for movement, you're tapping for your your attacks. They did a real good job with the controls as far as using what you can use on a, on a touchscreen. And it's basically one lane with a big jungle. Oh. And the big jungle has, it's got some, some things on your side that you can destroy that makes your minions stronger. So your minions will get bigger. And then if, if they go and they destroy theirs or if they destroy yours, it'll make their minions bigger. It's got, uh, Things that are just there, obviously, in the jungle just to to give you XP so that you can level up your jungler. Uh, it's a 3v3 game, so uh, so it's kind of fast-paced. And you usually have two guys uh, on the main lane and then one person jungling. 
And then at some point, they have the Kraken, which is their equivalent to the, the dragon. And if you decide that the that it's time to go attack the, the dragon the, or the, the Kraken, uh, you'll have like all six people down there <laughs> fighting at the same time. You're fighting them. They're fighting you. You're all fighting the Kraken because whoever gets the kill shot on the Kraken gets them on their side. So this Kraken, which is like six times the size of your player character, just walks out onto the main lane and starts walking towards the opposing base. So now not only did they probably just lose their 3v3 jungle battle while they were fighting the Kraken, now they're backstepping because this Kraken is walking through their towers and it's a lot of catch-up. I've seen games where um, once, once you pop the Kraken that's it right there's just no recovering <laughs> and then i've i've been in games where you can defeat you know defend against it twice and still win the game yeah so you can still turn the tides which is kind of neat um but that's that's a really good game it's got some good uh good characters in there um great graphics like i said awesome graphics um so that was probably the uh the moba that i played most recently until we just picked up pokemon unite um, every now and then going back to smite because I paid for all the characters <laughs> for all time from since 2014. So, uh, every now and then I log in to see what new characters there are. And I spend about two seconds, uh, realizing that I don't have time to learn how to play the new characters. I go back <laughs> to the same one I've always played. Um, but yeah, the, that, that game is fun to go back to every now and then, but then we played Pokemon unite today, which was which was fun. Um, I like the idea of the no currency, so you don't have to buy items because I just don't have time to learn what all the items are and what combination <laughs> yeah. to buy of them. I like how the games, some of the games have a, hey, dummy, if you don't know what to buy, just click on this, this, and this. <laughs> right, know? yeah. Like a recommended list. And you got to figure the recommended list is probably not the perfect list or else it would be called the perfect list. But usually but it's good enough. It's good enough, yeah. But yeah, that was a fun game. And I'll have to load up Smite again and, and see who comes out this year and see what kind of characters there are. Yeah, I always wanted to play Smite, you know, watching you play it and Danny played a little bit of it too. Um, and I liked the idea of it being 3D, you know, it was different from League. Um, but I don't know, it just didn't work on my computer. My computer completely rejected Smite and I never got to figure that out and... By then, I was just like, eh, I have League of Legends. It's okay. It's whatever. Um, <laughs> well, but yeah, load, right. up, load it up on the PlayStation for you. you play it. <laughs> I, I don't like controllers. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to aim with controllers. <laughs> I'm sure you could play it with, with mouse and keyboard because you've played yeah. a lot of first-person shooters. Yeah, but Riot Games did actually make League of Legends on mobile. They made Wild Rift, which for some reason, looks way prettier than their amazing graphics computer game does. Like, it's <laughs> it's crazy, you know. Um, I played it a little bit when it came out, just recently came out. Um, and, you know, they were hyping it up so much on Twitter and showing the character models. And I'm like, this is what you're doing? Like, can you redo some of the characters in League of Legends to, like, look like this? Um, because it just looks so much, so much cooler, you know, and then I play it and I'm like, yeah, this is 
League of Legends, but on my iPhone. That's cool. I'm just going to go play it on my computer, though. <laughs> Generally speaking, modern mobile devices have more DPI than than your computer screens do, dots per inch. Uh, so that's why a, a modern modern game on a modern device will look sharper and look prettier, basically, on, on your mobile devices than will on a computer. Processing ability is is the other side of it. You know, if you don't have a fast enough machine, then then a computer is going to outpace it. But generally speaking, the screens are getting pretty darn good because you only yeah. have to you know fill up what five or six inches with with high density graphics versus filling up twenty seven inches or whatever your average right. screen size is. But yep, there uh, it's still the number one. Uh, category of gaming i think for all e-play tournaments i think a lot of that is due to riot games you know because they really wanted to have a esports presence and the you know a lot of esports companies or esports broadcasters um were independent they were like we like this game we're going to try to grow in esports for this game but riot said I'm going to invest in our own esports. So they invested a lot of their money to get that started. And I think that's why, you know, MOBAs in, in particular, League of Legends is such a popular esports broadcasting. And they've been around for what, 14 years, 13 years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a, that's a long time in computer years. Yeah. Because in that same time, there's probably been four or five different first-person shooters, you know, make it through the circuits. Right. Because they're constantly upgrading those. Some of them stick around a long time if they're a tournament type one, but yeah, they eventually get knocked out. So very cool. Fortnite doesn't die though. <laughs> it's fun going down the uh, down the the MOBA rabbit hole with you. Yeah. Any other final thoughts on on MOBAs in general? I don't think so. Don't don't start playing them. It's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't go don't don't start. Save yourself. <laughs> it's it's horrible when you have to take time away from the game that you like to play to to experience other games. So if you never start <laughs> playing that type of game in the first place, then you've got plenty of time for Yeah. <laughs> all the other time wasting games that that we like to find. Very cool. So thank you as always for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion on MOBAs. We missed Danny, but uh, but Amber picked up the Slack four very well. Congratulations, Amber! Thank you. And uh, thank you for listening. Be watching out for more videos on the YouTube. We got a couple more coming down the pipeline. And check out the website. We've always got things popping up there. And until next time, peace, peace out. out. And, and then geek out. out. No Danny to mess it up. That was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.